Get in, bitches. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Get In Bitches Podcast. My name is Kaylee. And I'm your other host, Emily. Always are. We're so excited to record another episode. But this episode, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Sorry, guys. I'm like talking a thousand beats per minute. Um, is that even a thing? Miles a minute. I feel like that's yeah. The that's thing. that's what I meant to say. I'm not, yeah, it's it's fine. My I brain get it. today. Yeah, I I went hard last night, so my brain today was uh, it's a little toasty toast. Um. <laughs> But I, I also was studying for an exam today because I have an exam tomorrow in one of my classes. But um, other than that, I took a, lot of, a bunch of naps today on this fine Sunday evening. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. This episode is going to be all about Kaylee. So not so much me, but I'll be there for the commentary. She's here for moral support. Yeah, moral support. <laughs> and like random funny jokes. Yeah, just make it a little bit lighter, hopefully. Exactly, exactly. So, like she said, this episode is going to be geared towards me a little bit. Um, So, basically, what we're doing is, with September being the month of suicide prevention and awareness, we wanted to start that conversation of mental health on this podcast. It's something that we've wanted to talk about for a while now, uh, but we didn't really know when or how. We didn't really want to start out the podcast being so deep. and yeah. personal I feel like this is a really personal episode and uh we just wanted to wait until the timing was right so yep. it kind of fell into like the boys and the dating but now we just feel like it's a good time to kind of break up the episodes have some more variety and start the conversation of mental health um so this episode's going to be all about my journey and my advice and everything like that um, and then next week, Emily is going to share her journey. So make sure to listen to that. But basically we were going to record them like separately and just, I would tell my story. She would tell her story, but you guys, I tried that the other <laughs> night. Like I sat down and I was going to record it. It is so weird talking to yourself in your room alone to a mic. Like it is the weirdest thing I've ever done. And I could not like, everything I was saying sounded so stupid like even now it's so much easier speaking just because I know you're listening to me (laughs) yeah and especially since this is such a deep topic I feel like it would just be like a really sad like Shakespeare monologue you know what I'm saying it would be like if it's by yourself yeah I'm like I go to therapy guys you know what I'm saying and you're just like talking to yourself and it's just like not that it wouldn't be horrible I just think it's just not I don't know what I mean yes it's like a deep topic and I don't I wouldn't say depressing it can be but like talking to somebody like for example like me and you we can like I can ask questions to kind of like further a topic or just stuff like that so I just feel like it's so much easier with two hosts so Kaylee never leave (laughs) oh yeah no I literally I couldn't do it like I texted Emily right away and was like we're doing this together right like I cannot do this alone it's just it felt so weird I was like people are listening to me in my house like I to probably sound psycho talking about this topic alone in my room. Like, it just felt sad and weird. Yeah, like, I feel like you should have, like, had a black cape with a hood up and, like, you're sitting in front of your computer with your mic. And you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, deep, dark, and moody. Like, the vibes. Yeah, yeah. Lights off in your room. Yeah. Just, to, I say, to be fair, you texted me and you're like, girl, this episode's not going well. And I was so confused. And I was like, 
what do you mean it's not going well and she was like I'm trying to sit down and record this and I was like I thought we were doing it together and she was like oh that makes a lot more sense that would be a lot easier because like she said it's just weird like talking to your computer with just your mic about like your life story and like deep stuff so it's like I feel like in my opinion I feel like it'd come off as like corny or like cheesy and I couldn't take myself seriously oh I already 100% know if you sat down to record this you would definitely like try to like make it a like you would laugh at it and make it sound like ah, like it'd be sad but it'd be like eh, like, but like we're thriving I and- like, ah, yeah I got a therapy and I have issues but it, living life yeah and I would probably get two in my feels and be like like crying on the mic <laughs> yeah oh. so I don't know if you guys have listened to past episodes but we always say that these are kind of like our free therapy sessions with each mm-hmm. other and this for sure is going to be a therapy session yeah so. exactly but also I would like I feel like being able to communicate like our stories with mental health because a lot there's a lot of stigmas around mental health and I just feel like especially now where I feel like mental health is the most prevalent just because of like COVID and stuff like that and people um have more access to therapy just like via like online like computers that kind of stuff um like teletherapy um but I just feel like there was like that's like a good thing and a bad thing a lot of people have more access to therapy and stuff like that however I feel like there's a lot of people that use mental health as like oh I'm sad I'm so I'm depressed or um they use mental health as just to be more relevant if that makes sense so I know so like it's kind of hard to describe. I just feel like mental health is just some people are like, oh, they're talking about mental health. They're talking about therapy and depression and anxiety and like, oh gosh, like here's another like podcast episode on that. Um, well, I wouldn't say an episode for us because this is our first time kind of sharing our journeys, but I'm talking about just in general. But like Kaylee said earlier, this was just honestly the perfect timing since this is Suicide Awareness Month. And I just feel like we that will I feel like this just fits in very well and of course we love to include like resources um for people out there that are maybe looking into therapy or um having dealing with trauma or something like that and I just I feel like it was just a very like a really good time to share our stories and honestly either help other people feel like they're not alone or it's you know I'm saying that there's other people out there that feel the same or they just are curious about it and they just want to learn more you know yeah, I mean, I would say that's the goal of this episode. It's not just us, like, trying to get attention or, like, talking about our stories in a way that's like, oh, feel bad for me. Like, it's not yeah. that at all. It's definitely just to kind of start that conversation, like I said before, because I think one of the hardest things is just admitting it to yourself and going to get help and telling other people. And Emily and I have both been there, so, like, we know how you feel if any of you are listening that feel that way. Um, so yeah we just want you to listen to this and know that you're not alone and that your feelings are valid and that there's nothing wrong with you for feeling this way Um, and if we can share our journey and share our tips and what we did that helped us I think that if that helps one person that's good in my eyes Um, (laughs) if it helps more than great Um, but yeah I think that a huge stigma behind mental health is just I feel like people don't understand it. And that's the thing that's so frustrating for me because I've dealt with that in my life too. Like opening up to my family, not to throw them under the bus or anything, but 
it's just yep. a, it's a generational thing and I know that Emily has dealt with this as well but I won't get into hers but um just I think it's a generational thing where you know maybe they didn't grow up with the same resources that we have now mm-hmm. and mental health wasn't it people didn't talk about it as much as they do now and people still don't talk about it enough I think that you know, we need to get more comfortable with it and normalize it, but we're getting there and that's something that's good. Um, but people just kind of assume, like Emily was saying, like, oh, you're feeling down. You must just be stressed. It's just stress. Like I got that so much. Like when I started feeling this way, I was almost invalidated by people in my life. Yeah. Because, yeah. They would tell me like, well, you're in college. You're probably just stressed. And I was like, no, like I've been stressed before. It's a different feeling. Mm -hmm. Or they would say, you just went through a breakup. It's probably that. And I'm like, no, I've been feeling this way for months now before I even went through a breakup. It's not that. And people just like didn't believe me. And I'm just like, why is this like, I have to prove to you that it's not these things. Yeah, I I literally have to prove to you that I either have depression or I have anxiety or any, like all, like any of those things. You know what I'm saying? I oh man and especially when I talk about mine too I'll also talk about uh, my experience with this but all I'm gonna say is that girl I can't relate yeah it's oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening can as well um and the thing that sucks about it is that especially if you're in the stages where you don't necessarily what's going on wait what did I say that right don't know what's going on yeah um then someone telling you that oh you're distressed oh you're just sad like you might mm-hmm. believe that and you might not get the help that you need you know what I mean like at the time I didn't really know what signs of depression was or what signs of anxiety was like I had never felt anything like that before so I didn't know mm-hmm. and for someone to sit there and tell me like oh it's just regular stress everyone feels like that like I I might have been like oh okay mm-hmm. and then just never done anything about it and that's not healthy so I just would say that if you feel the best word I can use to describe it is off. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely open up to people. And, you know, if what they're saying just doesn't seem right, then maybe look into a little bit further. Because um, mm-hmm. you never know. It can't hurt to talk to someone and just get another opinion, an expert's opinion, because the people might want to help you that are in your life, but they're not experts and they don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to, to deter you guys from opening up to people in your life, but just know that some people don't understand it fully. So mm-hmm. it can be hard for them to comprehend. But yeah, anyways, all I'm saying is I don't want this episode to be us talking about this and you to like feel sorry for us, but I think that it's important to talk about. And honestly, it's like a big step in my like personal journey I don't know that sounds mm-hmm. stupid but like I actually recently just if you guys follow me on Instagram I just opened up and like posted a whole post about mental health on my Instagram and that's something that I've never done before and literally like it's just weird to think where I was like when this started to where I am now and I'm so mm-hmm. much more comfortable talking about it and like it's just crazy because I used to be so scared and I hid it from everyone my friends didn't know my family didn't know like it was a very slow moving process just to even tell my family. Like my family probably found out like less than a year ago and this has been going on for like three years. So it's just, it's just weird. (laughs) But I just think that if our stories can help someone, then we might as well tell them. So that's what this is. But I guess we can just go ahead and get started. Um, I don't even like know where to start this, but. Well, I would say like not 
pick an event but probably yeah. start about where start where you thought or you were like thinking about maybe I actually maybe I'm just not sad maybe I'm have depression or something like that maybe you think like start where you think you were starting to notice things yeah so I guess I'll just give a little like overview of like when this all started what my life looked like at that point um so this all started in November no March March of 2019 um and I was on spring break in Miami with all of my friends And this is something that I've, like, told therapists before, and they're like, that's really odd. Um, But the night before we were leaving, I had this, like, overwhelming feeling of just, like, I was really, really sad and, like, really in my head about everything that had ever happened in my life. I was feeling very, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I was just, like, very unsatisfied with my life and comparing my life to everyone and I was like I'm not doing enough I'm so unsuccessful and a lot of this stemmed from my family and I'm not saying that they caused any of this but at the time everything in my life was pretty good Uh, I had friends I was in college I was a sophomore in college I had a boyfriend at the time I was literally on spring break in Miami like all things were good Um, the only thing that was a little bit hard to deal with was my family was very unsupportive of the major that I had chosen. Um, So for any of you that don't know, I'm in marketing and my family always wanted me to go into the medical field. Um, So that was a a tough time just because I felt like I was disappointing them and I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but I definitely was like crying in my classes about this like I would get text messages from them saying I'm making a mistake I'm never going to make enough money uh I'm not going to be successful and that's something I've never gotten from my family before um my family has always been very loving and supportive and so for them to be so strongly like opinionated about this topic and like literally sit there and tell me oh you're not going to be successful it Mm -hmm. like really hit home and it just like really affected me but I'm one of those people that's like it's your life um you know do what makes you happy so I stuck with it and I'm happy that I did because now I have a job that I actually enjoy so Mm -hmm. if you're getting this from anyone in your life my advice is just to stick to it and do what will make you happy because you want to do something that you're waking up every day and excited to do anyways (laughs) so I think that's kind of where it stemmed a little bit. Um, I was just feeling like a disappointment, like I wasn't doing enough. I don't really know. I was just in my head. And it was just weird because it's like, I'm in this great place. I'm with all of my close friends. I'm, you know, out partying. Like I should be having a great time and not feeling like this. And that's when I knew something was like off. And then the next day I drove back to school. um, And during that entire car ride, I just like it the best way I can explain it was I had very like obsessive intrusive thoughts um and it's just like you try to not think about it but it it just you can't get your mind off anything so it was just very like negative like talking down to myself type of thoughts the entire like eight hour car ride and I was just like so scared because I was like I've never felt like this before what is this this is so frustrating and um So I like remember going back to school and I immediately like, this is kind of funny, but I like Googled (laughs) depression and anxiety because I just like, I had heard these terms, but I didn't 
I didn't know like what they were really I know it sounds dumb but I feel like at the time when I think of like depression I think of like staying in your bed all day Mm -hmm. and like I didn't really have those common symptoms I didn't really have like oh let me just like not eat anything or let me just never leave my room like I didn't Mm -hmm. have that it was just very like almost like OCD thoughts or something I don't really know and like yeah just feeling down I guess so anyways but um that's kind of when everything started and I have a question so when you're you're talking about like OCD thoughts and stuff like that did you I mean I'm assuming that you were kind of I want to say like high functioning but you still like went about your day like you still did stuff you know what I'm saying you said like you didn't like stay in your room like and not eat I mean not that that's not like a thing because it's definitely a thing but I mean like for me like I have I'm high functioning you know so Mm -hmm. where like I still do stuff and go to school and stuff like that but did you ever like become uninterested in stuff like did you become unmotivated or just it was just you were sad and your thoughts is it no I did I did I would say that like I feel like that was like a trigger for me like that was when I noticed it yeah, I definitely came in waves. Like in the beginning, I definitely was still able to socialize and go do everything I needed to do. Like it wasn't hard for me to like wake up and leave my room and, you know, go on with school and all of that. But it was just like this like lingering feeling of just feeling like something's wrong. And yeah. I almost looked forward to doing things because it, like I thought it would get my mind off of it. So it was kind of this yeah. like, I want to go do something because I want it. I don't want to just be stuck in my thoughts alone. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, as time went on, I would say that it definitely got a lot. I, I don't know the word. I mean, it got more intense, I guess, like these feelings. And there were a lot of times where I like just shut down. Like I couldn't even pretend anymore to like care what anyone in the room was talking about I couldn't carry a conversation I would literally just like sit there in my head and like I would just have to get up and leave the room and luckily for me at that point my friends had known what was going on so they weren't like oh my god what's wrong like they they definitely like just kind of gave me my space um but yeah there were a lot of times where like I would just kind of like lay (laughs) it sounds so sad but I would just like lay in the dark like on my phone or just lay there like for hours and like my friends would come in and be like do you want to like come out and I'm like no like I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to do anything I literally just want to lay here Mm -hmm. and uh I definitely become very became very unmotivated with like everything in my life I didn't really have any drive to do anything um But like I said, it came in waves. So it wasn't all the time. It was definitely just like moments of that. Uh, I never experienced like long-term, like days on end where I just like couldn't leave my bed. It it wasn't anything like that, but there would definitely be like a whole day where that's how I felt. Like it didn't like disrupt or take over your entire life. Like as in like you weren't able to work, go to school or do whatever. It just, it came in- I wouldn't say I guess waves yeah yeah but also like I find a lot of like value in myself through achievements same so I think that's why I think it's like I feel like I need to complete these things to feel important to feel like valued 
Yeah. Um, so I don't think that I would like ever let myself not do what I need to do because like I feel something through those. So I think that's why. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I think that's why. Um, also I have really bad FOMO and just like <laughs> fear of missing out on also things. Also same. So I think a lot of it stemmed from that. Like I was just like, well, I don't want to sit here and like miss out on something, but sometimes it was just too, like I needed to. And I just like was so mentally exhausted that I couldn't even pretend to like have a good time. So I've had a mix of both. So Basically, at the time, I was going through all of these, like, different emotions. I was feeling really weird, and I didn't know what any of it meant, but I was not in a place to open up to a bunch of people and go get help and be like, what is this? Let's let's figure it out and, like, get help. So the only person that I told at the, at the time was my now ex-boyfriend. Um, and even that wasn't, like, a right-away thing. I definitely, like, hid it from everyone for a while. Uh, but in the beginning I had these like really like out of nowhere severe mood swings where like Mm -hmm. I just got so sad all of a sudden out of nowhere and like it would only be for like a short amount of time but I would just like I don't know I just like I was so frustrated with myself in those moments it is frustrating it definitely is because I well I know what it's like but those mood swings and when you're just getting sad like that that is just overwhelming and then you get sad or you get frustrated because you're sad and frustrated. Right. And it just makes things worse. And also, like, what was weird was, not weird, but it's just, like, I I was so frustrated that I would just, like, get mad at myself, but, like, I would take it out on other people. So, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, not really that healthy, but I was just so confused, like, with what was going on, and I didn't know how to help myself because I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the closest people around me were trying to help because they just thought I was having a bad day. Like, they don't know what's going on. So they're just like, what can I do? What can I do to help you? And I'm just like, nothing. And like, I would just get so- Get mad. out of my face. Yeah. Like, I just, I was just probably a bitch to them, honestly. And I, looking back, I feel bad, but I think that it's easy to like, just pour your emotions out on other people. It's not healthy. And I know that now and I don't really do that anymore, but- um you know at the time it's just a lot was going on and I Mm -hmm. that's just how I I yeah well then how did you well I know you go to therapy but how did you go get into that for people that are out there maybe wondering how to get into therapy maybe how to take that first step or people who are in therapy and just want to talk about your experience with it yeah so that's kind of where I was going with the whole timeline of everything so Um, honestly, I, I recommend to people when you start feeling like this, reach out to people and get help sooner rather than later, because that's when you start actually noticing change. But Mm -hmm. for me, like I said, I was so scared of what people would think of me. And I was so scared. Because you see, well, I was just saying, sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to say something. It's because like, if you tell people like, oh, I'm going to therapy, they automatically think like, yes you're going there to improve like your mental health or your situation or maybe overcome something like trauma but people automatically think oh you're in therapy there's something wrong with you 
you know what that's I'm saying? What, yeah, that's what I thought people, well, honestly, I wasn't even scared of people's reaction to me going to therapy because I wasn't open to therapy in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I, that didn't even cross my mind. And there was people in my life that were telling me like, you need help. You need to go to therapy. You need to go to a doctor, get medicine. I don't know. They were mm-hmm. just like, you need to figure this out. And I was like, no, because I couldn't even admit it to myself. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I wasn't diagnosed with anything, so I couldn't sit there and say like, oh, I have depression. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, I have whatever. But I couldn't even admit what I was feeling to myself yeah. could possibly be any of those things because well, and it's frustrating too because you're then you have to admit that there is something that you can't handle you know what I'm saying or that you're struggling to handle yeah and you need somebody else's help to do that you know which is a jump in itself does that make sense like at least for me like I struggle with accepting help from others So the fact that you'd be like, oh, like I'm going to go to therapy, you know, and plus there's like stigmas around it too. And like, like, again, you could be like, well, I don't know if I have depression or anxiety. So like, maybe I shouldn't go to therapy if I don't know if I have it, but I just feel like therapy is such a good tool just in general. If you're feeling that like you need to get something off your chest or blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? I just didn't want to admit it to myself, but I also was like you to where I didn't want to open up to anyone. Mm -hmm. One, because I was scared of how they would react. I thought they would think something is wrong with me. I didn't know if they'd be my friend anymore. Like all of Mm -hmm. these crazy thoughts were just running through my head. And that's what prevented me from reaching out to anyone. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even the one person that did know, which was my now ex-boyfriend, like, you know, he would sit there and try to help me. And I just wouldn't take anything that he was trying to do to help me because I was just like, no, I have to put this all on me. I'm a burden to you. Like, you don't have to deal with this. Like, this is all on me and he was like no it's not like you know you have resources like you have people that will support you like you have all these things and in my head it was just like and this was a very like long ongoing thing like even once my friends found out I was just like constantly feeling like I was a burden for talking about my issues um and that's kind of what led me to therapy because I just I felt so bad that for the past like year and a half I was only going to my friends and I was only venting to them. And, you know, as much as they love me and want to help and they did help, um, like I said before, like in the beginning of this episode, they're not experts and they don't know the answers to everything. And so I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of finally what did it, but not even like, so after I opened up to my boyfriend, well, my now ex-boyfriend, um, I like thought that would help. I thought that would be enough. And I was just convincing myself like, okay, I don't need to go to therapy. I don't need to do anything else because this will help. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't. Um, you know, I thought that he could make me happy. I couldn't even make myself happy. I couldn't figure out what's going on. So it just was a mess. And we ended up breaking up. And that is kind of what led me to opening up to my friends about it because I had no one. Um, at the time, he was the only one that knew. So once we broke up, I had no support. And so mm-hmm. I finally opened up to my friends and that was a very slow process. Like I opened up to like one of my like roommates at the time and then slowly I opened up to the other two and I had them, but it was very hard for me to even like rely on them for a while. Like I was saying, I just wanted to do everything on my own. Um, so it was just kind of this like back and forth, like trusting them, feeling comfortable talking about it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I remember that there was this period where everything got really, really dark. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was actually over quarantine. Um, Some recent things had happened with my ex. And 
I mean, we were home alone, so I wasn't really like having much social interaction. I was just kind of like with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really remember now like what exactly was going on at the time, but I started to be very like suicidal. Um, and I had felt like this for a while, but I, it wasn't like, I didn't know it was suicidal thoughts. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it could be classified as that because to me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm planning something. I'm going to do something. Oh, I want to hurt myself. It wasn't any of those things. I never had those thoughts, but to me, it was like, I don't want to be here. I wish I was never born. I wish I didn't exist. Like, it was just very like, you know, life is always negative like um just a bunch of things like that I like I didn't want to wake up I just wanted to keep sleeping so I didn't have to feel anything Mm -hmm. um but over quarantine it got a little bit worse it was I didn't I mean I still didn't like think about doing anything but I had I had the thoughts I just didn't have like the actions or anything I just I don't I don't know it just got a little bit worse and I opened up to my friends about it because it was scaring me and I was like I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on, but like, it's getting really, really hard to just like go through each day. And they kind of like, they were like, you need to go get help. Like, we're going to like tell your family if you don't like, and I didn't want them to know. And like, they were just like, we really like, we'll support you. We'll be there for you. But like, we can't do this anymore. This is over our hands, over our heads. Like, Mm -hmm. this is too much. Like, not that they they weren't going to help, but it's just like, what well, like do? I would say, like they're not therapists, and of course, they've probably been doing what they could do. You know, as a friend, is probably be there, bef- like for you. But the thing is, is they're not your therapist, and you shouldn't necessarily treat them as a therapist because they're your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a balance. But I, I mean, I experienced that too. But I definitely think that was probably the best decision for them to do was to recommend and be. Sometimes I wouldn't say threaten you. With, like telling your family but like yeah. that nudge in the right direction of like you need to go or like we're gonna say something you know what I'm saying because sometimes you just need that ultimatum in order to be like okay yeah I, I gotta go like I've got to do something yeah I mean not to I I've gotten that multiple times though like not to throw my ex under the bus but there was a little bit of like unhealthy stuff going on in our relationship like he kind of threatened to like leave me if I didn't go to therapy um mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I still didn't yeah. go <laughs> love that yeah I was like he was like I can't do this like if you don't go get help like this isn't gonna work and I was just like I'm not ready like I I just I can't I was so scared um but I think it took my friends being just so it wasn't like a, we don't want to help you. We don't want to deal with this. It was just like a, I'm genuinely scared. Yeah. And I don't like to help you, but the only way that we know how to help you is like get you somebody that can get you the help that you need. Yeah. And like, I I just, I don't know, something just clicked in my head when I had that conversation with, with them, it just like made everything very clear And I was like, I don't want to do this to the people in my life that I care the most about. Like, I don't Mm want to scare them. I don't want, I don't want to, you know, eventually do something. Like, I mean, it's easy to sit there and say like, oh, I'll I'll never feel that way. Oh, I'll never actually act on it. But you never know. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes like it just takes like one thing and Mm -hmm. you just, you don't know. So, I mean, thankfully I didn't have any incidents like that, but I definitely 
you know, after going to therapy and talking about it, like I did find out that those were suicidal thoughts. I just didn't really like know at the time. Um, but yeah, so from there I reached out and tried to find a therapist. I think I started on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the best experience. I was about to say, <sighs> hold on, I want to uh, not to like put my story in there either but when I was looking for a therapist I didn't like campus either (laughs) I think that I'm very happy that campuses have resources like that but they need to be better in my opinion because Mm -hmm. it takes months for you to even meet with someone Mm -hmm. uh and they just like they don't have the time to actually like take the time and like care about your case I know that sounds really bad but like well I feel like personally when I went through that process I feel like they had just an incredible amount of students that were needing yeah like, no, they do. Like so either they should have hired more therapists or maybe made like a bigger counseling center because they're I mean they're not I mean they're counselors you know what I'm saying so it's not I don't I don't know personally I didn't have the greatest experience either yeah. I felt like they were more were just like tell me your problems how do you feel blah 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 all right your 30 minutes is up you know what I'm saying? And I know when I reached out, it they were and I well I won't get into my whole story, but when I had reached out to them and was like, um, I want to start therapy, and this was during COVID too. So they were doing like online sessions instead of in person. They emailed me back and they were like, Okay, the earliest we can get is three months from now. Right, yeah. I was like, but I need therapy now. I mean, sometimes even regular therapists are like that too, just if you know they're booked yeah Uh, but the campus it's just it's crazy how long the process took and then even so like I went in person um but I Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know I mean something that I noticed about the differences between campus and then going to like an actual therapist um not discrediting any of the people that work on campus but when I went to my actual therapist I was I felt like she was like not diagnosing everything that I was saying, but it was very like, okay, let's get to the bottom of this. Why you feel this way? What does this mean? And when I was talking to the one on campus, it was very much like, just like a supportive, like listening environment. Yeah. That's not always what you need. Like I was looking for answers. I wasn't looking for someone just to sit there and listen. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it just, it didn't work out. Also the therapist or the counselor that I was talking with was a man Yeah, and I didn't feel comfortable um so I decided to actually go and get a therapist so I did um and I had her for a while and she did a lot of help um I would I will say that the thing with therapy is that you know it's not like a one and done it's not something that's overnight uh I think a good first step is just going finding someone that you're comfortable with someone that you can actually talk to because if you're not sharing everything with them you're not going to get the full benefits out of it um yeah but trust the process I think a lot of it is just showing up because it's very scary to show up sometimes like I was finding myself discrediting a lot of my thoughts like I was just like oh I don't need to go it's not that serious like I'll figure it out like I don't know because I didn't want to go so I was just trying to find reasons like not to Mm-hmm. but you, you just have to keep going like you have to keep showing up there will be value in it um and you know I, I'll say like you, you don't have to go if 
just because you're going through something like this. You can go when you're feeling fine just to work on past trauma or work on literally anything in your life. Yeah. Like I, I think that people can find value. And we've talked about this before on past episodes, but I think everyone can find some sort of value in going to therapy. But for me, it was just that, okay, like I've literally like talked my friend's ear off way too much. Like they have done all they can do. My, I don't even think my family knew at the time. Mm-hmm. No, actually, this is when I told my family because I was like, like insurance and stuff. I needed to get that figured out with yeah you know, getting a therapist. Um, because at the time I was on their insurance, but um, so that's when I opened up to them, and that was hard. Uh, just like I was saying in the beginning, like they just didn't really understand, and it was difficult. So for a while, I just decided to like be very vague with it. I didn't really open up that much. Mm-hmm. Um. And they tried to tell me I didn't need therapy, but I was like, nope, I do. <laughs> like, I just, I like, do. I was like, I do. I'll pay for yeah. it, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I went and I went for a couple months. I don't really know how long it was. Maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. Um, and from there, I found out a lot of answers to things. I'm not going to get there, get, I'm not going to get into it and go through like every diagnosis thing yeah I sound like I have so many problems (laughs) I mean I did find out that I actually like am diagnosed with anxiety depression um I kind of found out about like some past traumas in my life family issues things like that like reasons why I act the way I do um Mm -hmm. and I this is also another thing that I found out from going to therapy I had been having panic attacks um and I didn't even know there were panic attacks (laughs) really yeah so for like a year I had been having panic attacks like in class just random times and I didn't know there were panic attacks because it's like nothing was wrong my body would just like have a physical reaction Mm -hmm. and um my therapist said that it was like your your body can like I don't know it's like maybe you're not thinking about something but your body can have a physical reaction to like past traumas I don't really remember it now what she was saying but mm-hmm. it's just like you don't always have to be like thinking about something and get anxiety and it turns into a panic attack like sometimes yeah. your, your body just like does things um yeah so I was having panic attacks <laughs> I was having a lot of anxiety and so you know going to therapy was fine it definitely helped found a lot of answers but it wasn't enough for me um I I, I made the decision to go on medicine and this was something that honestly was a hard decision for me because my family is very against medicine. Uh, I mean, we have a history in my family being a little like addictive to medicine. Me and my mom died of a drug overdose. Um, other people in my family have had drug addictions and uh, it's just, I don't know. I think that, I mean, it's, it's obviously something that's prescribed. It's from a doctor. Like it's not... Mm-hmm like I'm abusing something, but, um, I just don't think they like the idea of being dependent on anything. And I don't really either. Um, I think that if you can get yourself out of it and you can do it naturally and just therapy is enough for you and you don't need to rely on medicine, like then go for it. I think that's fine. But I also don't want to deter anyone from trying medicine because for me, it helps so much. Um, and I don't think that it's wrong to take it. I don't think that you know, it makes you weak. I don't think that it's wrong to be reliant on something like that. I don't really know, but it was a very tough decision for me. Cause I just like, 
trying to make my family happy. I just like, they were scaring me almost into like not doing it. But ultimately I was like, this is my, you know, emotions. This is something I have to deal with every single day. So what is going to help me the most? So I did it and I love it. (laughs) It's helped helped a lot. Um, And I don't know if it really like matters what I'm on but I'm on Zoloft for anyone listening. okay <laughs> um it's just a depression and anxiety medication but um that's honestly where I saw the most uh growth with it um mm-hmm. and it's just over time like I just obviously it doesn't mean everything's perfect I have bad days I have bad moments but nothing like it was before I have not had any like suicidal thoughts I have not had any panic attacks since going on it um I do still experience like anxiety and it can be worse some days and I don't really experience like too bad of my depression, but, um, you know, it just, it doesn't mean everything's yeah. perfect, but I think that I, I am a lot. I'm sorry to say, I think you've found ways to manage it yeah. and find outlets to express yourself and, if you are feeling overwhelmed, like you know what I'm saying? I feel like you've found tools to help you, uh, you know, navigate it. Oh, for sure. And I, I think just going through this process, I mean, like, it is draining. It's exhausting. It sucks feeling like this, it, like, down all the time. <laughs> like um, I said earlier, it's sad and frustrating. And then you get sad and frustrated because you're sad and frustrated. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a long fucking process like yeah uh, it just is and like it, it sucks like there's really no other word to explain it just sucks mm-hmm. um but I think that you know going through this from 2019 now to 2021 like I've had so much time to work on it and find what works for me and also just reflect on everything mm-hmm. so you know now I understand you know from going to therapy and from figuring out all this past trauma and all this um, I understand why I acted out in ways that I did. I understand what I do when I'm feeling like this. And so I know how to navigate it now. Like you were saying, I know when something's coming on and I know what to do and I know how, mm-hmm. like, when I need to be alone, when I need to be with people, when I need to talk it through and just, you know, everything. Like I'm just a lot better at navigating my emotions and understanding my emotions. And so it's a lot easier to manage because um, I'm not just like clueless and yeah. helpless and being like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm actually not in therapy right now. Um, <laughs> it's something mm-hmm. that I stopped a little bit ago because I think for me, like being on medicine, it just helped a lot. And it's, I, <laughs> I mean, not to get too personal, <laughs> but I've since realized that there's still a lot of things I need to work on. Um, not really like anything I'm feeling right now. Like I feel fine, but just a lot of like ways I react to things I'm mm-hmm. very into attachment styles right now I don't really know why. yeah <laughs> I, need to t- I need to take that quiz I was talking earlier about yes. I need to, we need to take it because we have we both have ideas of how our attachment styles are um and I think we're both anxious attachment styles I'm for sure anxious but I think I have I a took little a bit quiz of- that's confirmed oh ah, I need oh, wait, to do wait, it wait wait, wait 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 I have a quiz in my book Maybe I'll have you do it after or something. Okay, know. bet, bet. I want to do it because I think I'm going to put this on now. I think, and I'll confirm it in the next episode, is I think I'm in an anxious attachment style 
but but with avoidant tendencies does that make sense I think that we both have anxious attachment styles I mean I guess you know um but that's what I'm I don't know but I think well your quiz told you um but I want to take it so I can figure out mine but I'm calling it now I think I'm anxious attachment style yeah I'll send it to you and you can take it you're gonna see all my check marks of the things that I think for me though and they're kind of sad so don't judge me Uh, Um, okay I'll do the same (laughs) But anyways, all I was saying is that I definitely am thinking about going back to therapy because like I was saying before, it can help anyone. And it's not always about what you're feeling in this exact moment. It's just like, mm-hmm. I know personally, there's things I can work on that just to become a better person. So it's something I'm looking into, but I think I just want to find the right fit. Um, the therapist I had before was great and helped me with a lot of things, but I think I still wasn't really fully able to open up to her um there was still things I left out the opposite I'm the opposite I can actually (laughs) talk about stuff and clearly I do but when it comes down to like putting things into action like relationships commitment that kind of stuff I'm like "Ah, ah," you know I mean I'm also someone that just forgives really easily and so I don't always think things are important like I get over stuff really easily so I'm just like ah it's fine but then like people will be like no like that that definitely like hurt you like you should mention it but anyways yeah so I will probably go back to therapy but right now I'm not in therapy um but yeah so I didn't like go into every little detail about like everything that I've experienced right now like this is suicide like prevention and awareness month and all that stuff that comes with it And people, like, I think people nowadays are doing better to be more supportive and provide more resources for other people out there. But I still think that stigma is, I, like, you know how, like, you were scared to post, like, that post on your, you did on your Instagram. Like, I still feel like it's a very real concern of where people are like, oh, either they're just doing it for attention or um, they're, they're afraid, like, you're afraid to say something because people are going to (laughs) think crazy or you have problems. But in reality, I think, for example, for you, like you, I am so proud of you and your journey because you've come such a long way. And I know that we just started becoming friends like junior year and we just besties ever since, you know, but so I wasn't around for the beginning of really sophomore year, really for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, I kind of was. I just don't think we were close enough for me to fully like load everything on you. Yeah. And like, honestly, the only reason that like, those friends knew was they were living with me yeah it was kind of hard to hide that from the people that are literally living with you every single day yeah but yeah now I would definitely tell you (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely tell you I literally call you and text you everything and you're like I how do you not think I'm a basket case don't know (laughs) but because I both think we do (laughs) I both think we think I'm a crazy oh my uh, gosh no uh, but I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable talking about, like with the people that I'm close to in my life, I'm fine with opening up about it. Mm. And I, I'm trying to get better because I do think that it's important to just talk about it. And that's why we're doing this episode. Um, but I mean, it's not always easy. Like you have to be yeah. vulnerable to do that. And it's, it's not easy admitting it. It's not easy asking for help. It's not easy opening up to your closest friends and family. Mm-hmm. Even it's hard. And Um, I think this what we're doing is I I think it's just really helpful because at least for me I and especially like with us when I talk to you about how I feel and stuff that I'm going through I feel very validated like when I talk to you about stuff because I know you know how it feels so for the people that are listening to this and 
you are not alone. I mean, me and Kaylee have definitely, uh, and are still going through it, you know? <laughs> so I just want you guys to know that like, you guys are not alone and you can definitely reach out to us if you ever want, um, just to say something, we'll just listen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just feel like we're both really nice people. And yeah. if you are like, Hey, can I talk to you guys about something? We're going to be like, heck yeah. Of like, course. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like we would be just really excited about that. But um, I just want to say, Kaylee, I'm very proud of you and your journey and you speaking about um, <laughs> your history, your past and your present and your future um, you. with mental health and stuff like that. No, I think it's, I think you do need to hear that validation and that reassurance just because it can be hard and sometimes it can feel very lonely. It's definitely but. scary. I mean, I definitely like still struggle with people just like not judging me, but just like not understanding where I'm coming from and making assumptions um but I hopefully this helps explain some things and um if anything just like I said earlier to show you guys that we are very very normal people yeah and it mental health like depression anxiety trauma I was gonna say it's literally so it's very unfortunately very common yeah so you guys are not alone um but yeah, we're going to definitely put some links um, for resources in this episode so you guys can check them out. Um, there's actually an Instagram page that has a lot of helpful information just about like warning signs, things to start mm-hmm. those conversations. Um, and I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's called like the Real Depression Project or something. <gasps> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that page. It's called um, Real Depression Project, yeah. Good for you. You remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, but they have a lot of really helpful, like, just, like, slide pictures that you can look at. Um, yeah, <laughs> Emily approves. They just have a lot of topics that, you know, you can do more research if you want, but it just kind of gives you a brief overview. And it's just, it's it helps you understand. It helps you start those conversations with people. It helps you keep an eye out if any of your friends start kind of like distancing themselves maybe you want to check in maybe you want to make sure they're okay um and I'm sorry if in this episode I didn't really get into exactly like like how I was feeling per se like when I was going through all these things like I didn't really get into like the emotions with it I guess but I mean I, I just think that depression and anxiety can look so different for people that it's just not always like one size fits all you know what I mean um but I will end this episode with some smaller things that I did to help myself that I do now just to kind of like help the growth that I've already had is I've started reading a lot of self-help books and that's something that my friends make fun of me for um but I find them very very helpful um just to kind of like learn more and uh again just kind of feel validated in your emotions um Mm -hmm. so I definitely recommend doing that um and also journaling uh, that's something that I did all throughout therapy and I do now I think just getting your emotions down and your thoughts and you know if you do take that to therapy with you it's a lot easier to refer refer to your journal your notes whatever and know exactly what you're feeling in that moment because sometimes it's hard to like articulate your thoughts to a therapist because you're not feeling that exact same way anymore um, but it's also good to just like look back on like the other day I was reading some of my journal like notes and it's just crazy like the my thought process and how what it was then to what it is now but um 
I think that it's just helpful to get it out. Sometimes you don't always have someone to talk to. So just writing it down can help. But those are some of the things that I do. Um, I would also just say like getting out of your head, like I don't really meditate, but, but I think that it could help you. Um, but I do a lot of like yoga and stuff just to like recenter myself. Like if I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, that just helps me with my anxiety and stuff. But also just definitely knowing when to make yourself get out of bed, go do the things you maybe don't want to do, stick to routines, things like that. But those are all very surface level. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend therapy and opening up to your friends and family. Of course, I know it can be scary, but it definitely helps. And once you admit it to yourself and once you open up to the, those people, it, it gets so much easier from there. Um, I promise. But it might seem scary, but honestly, there's so much good that can come out of it. So I recommend doing it. Yeah, but no, I that's what I'll leave you guys with. My piece of like advice, my little tidbit, um, of course, I'm going to be talking about my journey in the next episode um but is to also reach out to your friends I mean, you never know what someone is going through like Kaylee was talking about during this episode is that she didn't really reach out to her friends and family until she was really ready um and not that you need to force your friends to tell you their deep dark secrets but just be like a helping hand be someone to be like yeah if you ever like need to talk come reach out to me because I feel like especially with suicide prevention, people knowing that they matter and that people are listening and paying attention to them is a very big thing. So, and don't just take it seriously this month, you know, um, try and make yeah. it a habit just to reach out to your friends that you don't talk to very often and be like, Hey, like, I hope you're doing well, like blah, 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 you know, or your close friends, you can be like, Hey, like if maybe you notice them, they're having a really rough day. Um, or you're noticing like maybe signs of depression, you know, just be somebody for people to lean on and just know that it's okay. Um, if they do have depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts that you're going to be like, okay, fine line between being there for them and being a therapist, because if they do need help, I do recommend, um, maybe providing them resources, but long story short, I'll wrap it up too. I just think that this is a great month to look at resources to, be reminded that mental health is a very real, real, real thing. Yeah. And kind of like you were saying before, don't just keep it like top of mind, like this month. I know that right now we're seeing a bunch of posts about it. We're seeing it all over social media. Like mm -hmm. it's a very like prevalent topic because of the month, but I don't want to let the conversation die when all of those posts go away. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, this should be something that's just all year round, every single day talk about it open those conversations look out for the people in your life um you know make people feel validated just it's just we need to as a as a society normalize mental health and stop being scared of it stop feeling like it's something that is wrong with you because there's not and um yeah I agree I a thousand percent agree so yeah, so I think that's everything. Um, hopefully this helped you guys in some way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like we said in the beginning, just making you guys feel less alone, making you feel heard, validated. Um, I think sometimes, like, it would have helped me, I think, just to may maybe listen to a podcast about someone that is experiencing mm -hmm. these feelings that I am or 
just having someone that can relate because at the time I just felt like no one could Um, and that's kind of what you know kept me from opening up to people is just like feeling misunderstood and I think that once you realize that this is so normal and it's something that a lot of people can relate to they just maybe don't open up about it or uh, they may maybe they know someone that can relate to you I think that it just starts to get easier and you start to realize like it's okay to open up about these things. So I really hope this episode helped you guys. Um, Like I said before, I know we didn't go into a ton of detail about like exactly like signs of things and what these mean and all that, but it was just like a brief overview of like my story, how I got help, what I did to make myself feel better. So, um, you know, I hope hearing that journey helped in some way. And then I hope that, you know, next week when Emily shares hers, that helps you guys even more. Maybe you'll get a different perspective on things, but yeah. yeah. I know, I know we definitely have similar stories, but I, there are definitely some key differences um, that yeah. I definitely have gone through that you have not. And of course, vice versa. Um, not everyone has the same story, of course, because everyone's very different, different lives, different past traumas, different ways you grew up and all that good stuff. But like she said we're gonna do these are like our brief overviews kind of of our journeys but then we definitely want to in our the future episodes dive into the key pieces like maybe make a whole episode about therapy um signs and symptoms not really but yeah to look out for um things that you can do to make yourself feel better feel better like Kaylee said just definitely dive into the specifics of things but for right now we would just want to talk about our journeys and kind of bring awareness and if you guys for example, if you didn't even know that it was Suicide Prevention Awareness Month and all that good stuff, then this is a good little teaser, I guess, for you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we'll definitely, like Emily said, have more specific episodes on different topics, whether that's a whole episode on depression, anxiety, eating disorders, whatever. Um, if you guys have any like topics that you want want us to talk about or give advice on or our story. Or questions. Bit, yeah. yeah. Or questions. questions or Not our that we're experts, but <laughs> yeah. Um, or our stories more in depth with each individual topic. Um, mm-hmm. we definitely can do that, but just for the sake of time. Uh we're gonna start here. And I think yep. you know, like we said in the beginning, this is just already scary in itself. Like I don't know who's gonna listen to this, obviously, but um yeah it's just scary you know it's just you're vulnerable and so I think just starting with this and then getting more comfortable with opening up about specifics like I've yeah (laughs) this is new for me but um hopefully it helps someone that's all that matters to me so yeah that is all for this episode we love you guys very very much um let us know if you have any questions concerns topics you want to talk about and you guys will be hearing my story next week We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon. And we love you, Kaylee. Thank you for your story. Ah, thank you. Snaps. Snaps, (laughs) snaps, snaps. Woo! Take a bow. Take a bow. Thank you. I'm here all week. (laughs) I am here all week. That's so funny. I'm here every day. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Peace out, Girl Scouts. I I can say that confidently now because we're actually on a schedule. So go us. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Peace out, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and everyone in between. Bye.